Before we get into today's episode, I have a very important question to ask you. Are you Adventist single and ready to mingle? It's a serious and honest question. If you are, I'd encourage you to go check out thelovepotluck.com. There you can sign up to participate in virtual speed dating for Adventist singles. I'm not in the market, of course, but it's really cool. Super inexpensive. They have events every Sunday you can sign up for. So go check it out. That's thelovepotluck.com. And now to today's show. You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man. Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2021. This is Mission Lab, episode 97, called Neighborhood Chaplain. It has been a few weeks since I was last with you. I apologize for that. It's, for that. it's been since November, I noticed. I kind of had gotten back into a pretty good rhythm, but then the holidays came and, well, you know. But anyway, here we are in 2021, a new year, a new lease on life, great optimism that uh, 2021 will bring about an end to this crazy pandemic. Here's hoping. I hope your, your holidays went well. I hope the new year is off to a good start for you. You are COVID free. I actually had to take a, uh, a, uh, impromptu trip down to Florida to, uh, back in November, I believe it was November, maybe December, beginning of December to get, uh, my parents vehicle because, they had come down with COVID, but that's a whole other story. They're doing pretty well now. Um, <clears throat> lots I could update you on, but uh, I just wanted to mention a few things here before I get into my topic today, and that is we are coming up on a few milestones with this podcast. Uh, as you are listening right now, you, dear listener, you, the one listening right now, you might be the 30th thousand thirty thirty thousandth uh download because that's what we're approaching here it will either be accomplished a little before this episode uh has been uploaded because we're sitting as of the time of this recording at twenty nine thousand nine hundred and sixty three so uh thirty seven people may have downloaded an episode prior to the release of this one if not you may be that lucky listener who has downloaded the 30,000th uh, episode. Um, so that's really cool. That is really awesome. It's kind of sobering. We've been going at this since, what, 2017? So we're coming up on four years. And uh, so 30,000 is not setting any records, but it is pretty pretty sobering to think that uh, people you, dear listeners, have listened to me 30,000 times. Um, wow, it's pretty sobering. So thanks for being a part of the journey. It's been really fun. Um, we are also, if you didn't notice, we are approaching another significant milestone, 
and that is our 100th episode. So that's really amazing as well. We've slowed down, of course, since the early days. We went literally 52 weeks in a row at the beginning, and now after the first year, it's been now three years since we passed that milestone. We are limping along to the next 52, but we're getting closer. I have some exciting episodes coming up for you very soon with some good interviews from important people. So be stay tuned, you know, be in tune for that. And uh, yeah, so thanks guys for being with us on Mission Lab. So I want to get to my topic today called Neighborhood Chaplain. Let me set the scene for you. Um, last night, last night, this is hot off the press. Last night, we were sitting around the dinner table. Camille, my three children, when all of a sudden the doorbell rang and it was dark. <clears throat> so we were kind of, you know, especially during COVID, you're like, oh, who's knocking on our door at this time of night? Uh, you know, a month, two months ago, we would have expected some pollster to be coming by or whatever, canvasser for Donald Trump's uh, campaign or whoever else, but it was long past that. And so we thought, oh, who, who is this? So when I, I, I got up, I started walking towards the door and then I heard the screen door close and I thought, oh, it's Amazon because I had ordered some books that were supposed to be sent here. And I figured it was the postal service or UPS dropping them off. But when I went there, I opened the door, and much to my surprise, I did not see lodged between the door and the storm door. I did not see a package from Amazon. Instead, what I saw was a uh, loaf of bread wrapped in some tin foil and a card sitting on top, and I immediately figured out what it was, and I looked up. And I could just see the faint outline of one of our neighbors walking on the sidewalk back to her house. And I immediately realized what was going on. Before I tell you what was going on, let me back up into the main body of my podcast. I want to tell you something, friends. God has placed you where you live right now so that you can be an outpost of his love in your neighborhood. I am convinced, I am convinced that one of your primary callings, in fact, I would say this is like top three or four on the list of your callings. One of your primary callings is to be your neighborhood's chaplain. This is this is and what I mean by that is you are called first and foremost to be a disciple of Jesus. You are called if you are married to be a spouse. You are called if you are uh, a parent to be a parent and then right below that I would say uh well maybe a friend would be right below that. And then right below that, although none of these are all mutually exclusive, but I would say before that, sorry, after friend, you are called to be a chaplain in your neighborhood. And I would submit to you that this is not something that you just do on the side. 
This is one of your primary callings. After all, I don't know if you remember, but in the Gospels, Jesus, when he was asked, teacher, what is the greatest commandment? He thought about it for a minute, and then he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, strength, mind, and soul. And then he said, and the second is like it, you shall love your, drum roll please, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Sounds pretty important, doesn't it? So loving our neighbor well is actually the second most important commandment in life. Loving our neighbor as ourself. You can't, here's a little clue, you can't love your neighbor if you don't talk to them. You can't love your neighbor if you don't have neighbors. Shout out to all those who are trying to run away from society and live in the woods because they're trying to remove themselves from bad influences. Uh, you can't love your neighbor if you are always yelling at them for having their music too loud or because they don't mow their lawn. You can't love your neighbor if you're not doing nice things for them. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to challenge you as we talk about mission as we talk about being disciple makers, as we talk about being, in, being incarnational, being your neighborhood's chaplain. What do I mean by that? Well, let me explain. But being your neighborhood's chaplain is one of your most important and primary callings. We have been placed, or if we're not taking that Calvinistic a perspective on how providence works. You are, whether God specifically, you know, controlled the circumstances in your life to be where you are, whatever, however you got where you are, you, I believe, I firmly believe in all of my being that you have been called to serve as the chaplain of your neighborhood. So what do I mean by that? What does that look like? I would say, here's a couple things. Number one, talk to your neighbors in a loving and friendly way. Do you talk to your neighbors? Do you know your neighbors? I would say, listen to your neighbors. Don't just talk to them, but listen to them. Bake things for them. Help them mow their lawn rake their leaves, take out the trash. In essence, be a signpost of God's kingdom of love. In other words, be a giant billboard in deed, not only in word, but in deed. Be a signpost, be a, a poster of God's kingdom of love. If you were to try to communicate the gospel and share the gospel, God's story with your neighbors without using any words, what would you do? Again, these ideas I just shared. It begins with talking to them. It, begin, it begins with listening to them. It begins with knowing them. It begins with entering into their stories, learning their stories, and uh, taking an interest in them, having them over to your house for dinner, 
having giving them cookies at Christmas time. Um, how about this? This is this is one that might be a little bit of a of a of a a curveball. How about asking your neighbors to do something for you? It's interesting that in Luke chapter 10, um, Jesus sends the 70 out to go and announce the kingdom before he comes to town. And he says to them, when you go out to those villages, don't take anything with you. Don't have extra clothes. Don't have food. In other words, be in a place of vulnerability. And he says, go into people's homes. And if a son of peace welcomes you, stay with them. Jesus, Jesus actually, he understood a very significant avenue to the heart. And that is not only blessing people, but allowing them to bless you. So we, uh, we endear ourselves to people when we let them help us. Uh, one of one of our neighbors, the one living right next door to us, on if you're looking at our house to the left, his name is Noah. Nice fellow. Um, uh, we were having some problems with our garage door, and uh, he came over and he helped us. And you know, there's just something about helping others that that is a blessing to us. And so we are giving them a blessing when we let them help us. So, I don't know, give your neighbor one of your extra keys and when you're on vacation, ask them to check in on your house or whatever. Like, like that is a huge, hugely empowering and endearing way to actually bless our neighbors. It, it, it shows them that they are equals with us. If we're always the ones helping, then that has a subtle air of superiority. But, uh, but so, so, so it's give and take, it's, it's helping others and it's allowing them to help us. So here's the thing. All of this requires that you actually leave your house other than to just get in your car to, uh, drive to work. Um, one way that you can do this, if you don't know your neighbors already and it's awkward, walk your neighborhood. Very, very simple. Camille and I, we exercise frequently. It's a good and easy rhythm that puts you in the contacts, contact with your neighbors naturally and repeatedly. So Camille walks a lot. She also runs a lot. She just is really active a lot more than I am. I need a race to prepare for. But she is consistent, walks all the time. Um, sometimes when I'm not home and she's just home with the kids, she will literally just walk on our street back and forth, which is like, I don't know if the whole street is maybe two tenths of a mile long. Sometimes she'll walk from our house to the end of the road that intersects with the other main road. And that's literally a tenth of a mile. And she'll just walk back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, sometimes she runs that if I'm not home. So people see her all the time and we, and she sees our neighbors all the time. Just uh, Saturday, I met two of our neighbors uh, that, um, I had not met before. They lived directly across the street from us, 
but they're they live in a triplex, you know, three different apartments. So there's always people coming in and out of there, although not as much as I thought because these ladies, one of them had lived there for three years, another one five years, and I did not really know them. I'm ashamed to admit most of the other neighbors we know because they've been here for a while and they're single family homes. But um, I got to talking with one of them. Catherine is her name. And she said, oh, yeah, she knows Camille. She sees her out running and walking all the time. She talks to her. So that's an easy way to naturally see people in a, in, a, in a simple, organic rhythm. So walk your neighborhood. One of our other neighbors, about five houses down, we've, we, we love him. Mike, um, he sits on his porch, sits in a rocking chair. He has a sign over, uh, over the, 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 uh, the doorway of, of his porch. It says, what happens on the porch stays on the porch. You know, Mike's in his late 70s, great guy. We, you know, there's times where we're walking by and we start talking to Mike for 30, 45 minutes. It can go for a while. Just easy, simple ways to come into contact with your neighbors. And then you learn their stories and you learn how to um, enter into life with them to greater degrees. And you're, and, and you're helping them when you can and whatever needs they have. So, uh, so this past Saturday, um, I, we were walking by, actually we went out for a, uh, a, um, snowshoe cause we had a big snowstorm and the family, we went out for a snowshoe hike and we were coming back. We passed one of our other neighbors, Tom, and he was out there shoveling his driveway and he's, he's a little older as well. And so I said, no, 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 I'm not going to walk by here without offering to help. And so I, I offered to help. He said, no, 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 I got it. I said, are you sure? He goes, well, maybe you can get the end of the driveway. So I went back, retrieved my shovel and for about 40 minutes, probably very short little area, but I helped him shovel. We just talked for the whole time. He's Catholic. And of course we've known Tom for ever since we moved here, but, um, we just talked about all sorts of religious things, you know, um, Henry Nowen, who is my favorite Catholic author. Hopefully you're not troubled by that, some of you listeners. Uh, but anyway, it, it was just really good. And of course, his, you know, they're having family health issues and we've prayed with them. And so it's just, it's just a matter of entering into life. Again, think of yourself as your neighborhood chaplain. What I mean by that, again, a chaplain is somebody who supports and encourages and lifts up and just listens carefully and and tries to provide emotional, spiritual, physical, financial even uh, encouragement for those who are in need. And there's a lot of people in need. You know, the art of neighborliness, the art of neighboring is a lost art. I talked to a lot of our neighbors on our street and they said, oh man, it's not like the good old days where, you know, everyone knew their neighbor and everyone talked to their neighbor and you're in each other's lives. And, uh, you know, some of them have mentioned that they've appreciated, uh, the fact that we make an attempt to connect with, our different neighbors. Of course, there is our neighbor, Dick, we've mentioned before. Um, he lives directly across the street from us. And we have basically um, just appointed ourselves as sort of de facto grandchildren of his. He lives by himself. He's in his 80s. He's been in bad health, dialysis, 
diabetes, all that. We drive them to dialysis. Uh, but um, I don't know, three months ago, I drove him to go get a haircut because he his car was in the shop. And uh, I sat there with him as he got a haircut. And he, I think I've shared with you before about what was about 2017. Um, he joined us for Thanksgiving because the person he had been spending Thanksgiving with for 30 years suddenly dropped dead. And so we invited him to Thanksgiving and he said it was the best Thanksgiving he'd ever had. Um, and so he has an open invitation to, um, to join us for dinner. We take out his trash every week. He comes over and always thanks us for that every week. Um, he's a lonely man. Uh, the other day I was putting bandages on his, his foot. So I'm actually not even just the chaplain. We're also the nurse of the neighborhood. Uh, and so anyway, that, I mean, all this is not to kind of toot our own horn. It's simply saying, love your neighbor as yourself. Imagine if we started this revolution where every Jesus follower said, you know what? I'm going to be the chaplain of my neighborhood. I'm going to step into life with these people and 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 just minister and bless and serve and allow them to bless and serve me. Uh, this past summer, we looked out of our window and uh, one of our neighbors, um, significant others was moving out and that was really sad. We'd gotten to know her a little bit and her children and, and so her and her children were moving out and then uh, a couple of days later, I was out to go for a run, and 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 the boyfriend who was, who was who owned the house, he just called out to me, and as I was going out to a run, I stopped, and um, he just kind of started, you know, unloading, not unloading, but just unburdening himself with, with the situation for about twenty minutes. We just stood there, and I talked with him and he shared with me about his loneliness and uh, my heart went out to him. I haven't done a great job of following up, um, but I just told him, listen, hey, I'm here for you. Now, since then, the young lady has uh, returned. But um, anyway, all this, again, is just simply to say, if I sound like a broken record, you are the neighborhood chaplain. You are the neighborhood chaplain. Repeat that to yourself over and over and over again. That is one of your primary callings in life. It's not glamorous. It's not all that complicated. It's not all that um, time-consuming. It's just being a nice person. It's, uh, at the very least, not being a, a, a curmudgeonly, you know, miserly neighbor who yells at his neighbors and complains at them. That's the very least, of course, but it's a positive um, experience of, of trying to, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. If you were, you know, if you were them, how would you want to be treated? Um, initiate. So anyway, on Saturday, like I said, this, I'm coming back now here to the original point. On Saturday, um, it was, we had snow. And so, uh, I shoveled out one of my neighbor's driveways. I got to know two of my other neighbors 
And on Saturday night, we decided to finally snow blow our driveway after all the snow had come. So we snow blowed our driveway. And then as we were winding down, I looked over and I noticed our neighbor, um, who will remain nameless, uh, immediately next door to us was, she, she's a single woman, um, you know, has children who are probably in their teens and maybe college who split their time between her house and uh, her ex-husband's. She moved in probably about eight years ago, and we have not had a lot of interaction with her. I, and I'll, I'll share with you a little bit more about that as the story unfolds. But um, she was out there trying to shovel out her driveway, actually a pretty short little driveway. And so I said, oh, man, I got to do something here. So I went up to her. And I said, hey, I said, do you want me to help you clear your driveway? And she says, oh, no, no, that's okay. And I said, no, no, let me help you. She goes, well, maybe at least at the end. You know how the snow plows come by and they pile up a huge, you know, 10 feet of snow at the end of your driveway. She said, maybe at least you could help me with that. And so I said, yeah, absolutely, no problem. So I went back to my garage, pulled out my snowblower, wheeled it over, and in about less than 10 minutes, seven minutes, we'll say, not even that, probably five, I had cleared out her whole driveway. So she uh, kind of just, you know, I had the snowblower on still, it was loud. She just kind of waved at me and then she went back into her house. So I didn't think, any, think anything of it. Um, but then last night, the doorbell rang. As I said, the doorbell rang. And I went, I got retrieved what she had left. I saw her walking. I said, hey, thank you. And she said, you're welcome. So I came back. I opened up the card. Nice little turquoise teal colored card. And this is what it said. Dear Sean, Camille, Camden, Acadia, and Winslow. Sorry if I misspelled anyone's name. Sean, thank you for helping me with my driveway the other night. That was so generous, and I am grateful. I know I keep to myself, even pre-pandemic, but I love knowing I have you as solid neighbors and have always told my kids when they are here, that you can be trusted. I hope this year will be kind to you all. Here's some cranberry bread I made and wanted to share. No nuts. One of my kids' favorite things around the holidays. Best. And then she signed her name. Very simple gesture. Um, but when I read it, oh man, it just really made me happy really made me happy. Uh, you know, what I did, what we've done has been very simple. She, like I said, we haven't gotten to know her very well. She, as she said on her card, she kind of keeps to herself. Um, in fact, there was, right before coronavirus, there was a long stretch where we literally wondered if she was still alive. Um, 
she teaches at a university and we wonder well maybe she's at a like a, a study exchange you know maybe she's teaching somewhere else but literally for probably eight months we saw absolutely no sign of life and we saw mail piling up and uh, I finally tracked down her email address and I emailed her and said hey you know wondering if you're doing all right uh Wondering if you need us to get your mail because it's piling up. And she didn't respond. But then a few days later, we noticed that the mail was gone. So either she was still there and just, I don't know. Anyway, I won't speculate. But um, just the little things, I guess, resonate. Especially that line that she told her kids that we can be trusted. What is it about our lives that have demonstrated that trustworthiness. I don't know. But, you know, it's just, it's just the simple things. Just being a surrendered and, and not perfect, by the way. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to execute everything with perfection. You don't have to never yell at your children. Uh, out of fear that your neighbors will hear and then they will think you're a terrible person. That's not what this is about. I think people can sense the trajectory of your life, even if you have missteps. And um, they're observing, they're watching, they notice. Again, this is no glory to us. We could do way better about our neighborhood chaplaincy. In fact, I, you know, I wish kind of our house was a revolving door. I'm speaking in a non-pandemic setting, but I wish our house was a revolving door where like people knew they could just come by anytime, whenever they wanted to. They can open up the fridge. They could eat our vegetarian food whenever they wanted to. You know, I wish we had a weekly meal where we invited all of our neighbors to come and eat with us every every week. That's like something to aim for. That's the next level. And I would encourage you to get into that rhythm. Um, especially when you move, like you move to a new place, like once you've established kind of a habit and routine after 10 years, it's kind of hard to change it up. Um, but it, it's not to say it can't happen. But um, at the very least, talk to your neighbors, listen to your neighbors, serve your neighbors, bless your neighbors, love your neighbors as yourself. That is the stuff of the Jesus way. That is what life is all about, is being not just a pleasant, tolerable neighbor, but a neighbor that actively pursues relationship with and the well-being of your neighbors, okay? If you could like boil down to its most basic form, like what we're talking about on this podcast, being, loving your neighbor as yourself is really the, the crux of it. Like when you strip away everything else, that's, that's, that's to a large extent what, it, what it's all about. Extending community to those who literally live right next door to you. Start with them. You know, we talk about evangelism. We talk about mission. Like, instead of passing out a glow track to your neighbor, how about just shoveling their driveway? Like, 
that is like, that's a good, that that's not only a good start. That's, that's what it's all about. And yeah, you'll have chances. I've, I've, trust me, I have talked at length about God and religion and the Jesus way with lots of my neighbors. So those things come up. That's not the agenda. I can think of another one, Charlotte at the end, you know, she keeps saying, I got to come to your church. You know, she and I can just, she'll be driving. Literally, I remember two summers ago, she was driving past. She stopped in the middle of the road. We just talked for 30 minutes. And she kind of just talked to me about Jesus, about church. She's Catholic, although by the end of the conversation, I said to her, you know what, you're not really Catholic. <laughs> and she kind of agreed with me. Um, but uh, anyway, so those things come up. But that's not even, like, the goal is sharing life together. The theology that we think is so important is actually the vehicle by which we share life together. You know what I'm saying? We think the theology is the end when, when the sharing of life is the end. The theology is the way we get there so that we can be good neighbors to each other, safe neighbors to each other. That's maybe a whole other podcast, but that's the point. The theology is there to serve us, to teach us how to be safe and good neighbors, how to, be, how to, how to form safe and good community. Um, the community is not the vehicle for the theology. The theology is the good is the vehicle for the good community and neighbor neighborliness. Does that make sense? You've tracking with me. Um, so uh, that's what it's all about. So that's what I want to share with you today. Start of the new year, um, approaching a hundred episodes, approaching thirty thousand, or probably passing thirty thousand downloads. That's what I want to share with you. This is kind of the crux of the missional incarnational way: is to love your neighbor as yourself, to be a good neighbor, to proactively take an interest in and serve those living next door to you, and uh, we could change the world by doing that. So. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. God bless you. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ergay. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast.